of the heist. And there was a lot of information dropped in this episode. Brian, can you remember any of that? No. <laughs> uh, in, in a battle uh, berserker mode here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I remember some. Yeah, so uh, what were some of the, the parts that jumped out to you? I'm going to do a really quick recap about it. But in that first part, uh, you guys are at, in Troll Skull Manor after, um, after the heist. It's been a day. You guys had a good long rest. And uh, you're kind of all in there. Smash is upstairs snoring up a storm. The, the hawk, uh, you can't decide if it's a hawk or a falcon. You guys are in a debate about it. It's on the counter. Ghani's trying to woo it. Your uh, character... Um, uh, Von Snap Snap is in the back of the in the back of the house, uh, hanging out with your horse, who you renamed Twitch, and um, you hear Dalgrave's in there, just kind of uh, pensive, thinking about the whole the whole event, and Elo's just eating, and you hear a knock on the door. Uh, you know there's some commotion out front. Uh, Lady Grauhan comes. And uh, her guards ask to come see you guys, which eventually you guys let her in. She sits down there. Your character reacts kind of funny to her being there. Tell me why. <laughs> Clearly, after taking her horse, turned that she's there about the horse, which I am now in love with. And I feel like parting with it is going to be a problem. Right. So I turn around to uh, I tell Sengani a little secret roguish uh, message there. Oh my god, to go deal with a horse. <laughs> I turn around back to go hide the horse. He turns around to hide the horse. And so I knew when this was going to happen that you were going to try to hide the horse. <laughs> so it was like spend two hours of her trying to find the horse and you hiding the horse. <laughs> or make some other choices. <laughs> and in this case, she wasn't there for the horse, right? She she knew about the horse. She knew you were hiding the horse. She's like, don't worry. I'm not here to harm or create issues. But um, that's uh, I, I'm here to talk to you about business. And so she breaks down for you the whole, the whole thing. She just lays it out on the table. You guys got a good chunk of the story so far through her character. And basically is she knew of the myth of Never Ember and the Stone of Galore. She's very familiar with it. Uh, uh, and you'll find out that she's like almost, almost expertly familiar with the Stone of Galore. Um, the Xanathar Guild, Xanathar himself, came into possession of it. And uh, uh, Urzul Floxen from the Centaurum knew that uh, Lady Grahan was familiar with the stone or... or Somehow, through his investigator, knew that she may be able to divine some information from it. So he partnered up with her to go to Xanathar and broker a deal. Um, the deal went south because the stone was stolen from the Xanathar guild. And Xanathar thought that it was a Xanthorum who did it. And it was actually Lord Never Ember's spy, Dalakar, who stole it back, really, because his master had it before. Well, all this fighting that you've guys seen till this time is because of this event, right? They don't trust each other. It's breaking out into the streets. People are noticing it. So through your adventure so far, all these little bouts and this little distaste for each other has been about this stone. Um, 
uh, Ertzel, um, uh, Floxian, believes that um, uh, Rainer Neverember had something to do with it because it's his spy involved and, and he finds out that Dalakar stole it. So he kidnaps Lord Neverember. Actually, he kidnaps both Lord Neverember, I mean, Rainer Neverember and uh, Floon, <laughs> which is our very first adventure, right? The concern was always for Floon. But they only, Floon was only kidnapped because he looked like Lord Never Ember. And um, you guys eventually rescued him. So she knows that he, that Lord, uh, that Raynor was rescued by someone. Um, um, uh, Xanathar went after Raynor as well. And obviously she didn't know everything that happened. But when the Zentarum kidnapped Floon and Raynor, the Zentarum knew where they were and uh, captured them, captured uh, Floon. And brought him over to uh, their hideout, which you guys discovered in the sewers. Um, and they left Rainer, who was in that closet that Smash closed the face on um, of him. So um, eventually, Rainer was rescued by you guys, and he joins you in this whole endeavor. Um, uh, Dalakar, which was a spy of Lord Neverember, Rainer's father, comes to track you guys down. Why? For some reason, he feels like he, it, the stone could be safe with you guys or whatever. And as he tries to approach you and meet you guys, he is stabbed by Ertzel Floxen, the Zentarum uh, uh, um, uh, leader. And um, the stone is stolen from Dalakar. Uh, there's some kind of explosion, which we don't understand why or what it happened for. Um, the lady, Grahan, says, tells you this whole story, and she says, she sent her Nimblerite Rex to follow Ertzel in case something went wrong, and it took bad direction. It actually saw him taking the stone and tried to kill him. Um, so Ertzel's upset. He comes back to the Lady Grauhan's estate and is very upset, thinking she betrayed him. And things get hairy in that household, which is where you guys enter in the first part of the heist. So all this is happening. You guys enter into the house finally after planning. And uh, you walk into a room and you join the mayhem of all this uh, craziness. The Lady Grahan, uh, when you eventually meet her, she sees that you kill Ertzel. And so she has no more allies. Uh, the City Watcher arrives and they track down all the Zenterum and, and start arresting them. So she has no allies anymore. But she knows that this other group was also searching for the Stone of Galore that had nothing to do with the Zentarum. So she tries to track you down, thinking that it's going to take a long time to track you guys down. But it was pretty obvious who you guys were because you were trampling around town with a horse and a hawk or a falcon. So she's able to track you guys down, kind of learns a little bit about you. Rainer walks into the room at one point and she realizes this is how you know the Stone of Galore. You were the guys that rescued him, and because Rainer's in the mix, it's real. It's closer yeah, to being please. real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was a lot of information that you just got dropped on. Um, does some of it make sense now? Is some of it still confusing? What is your thoughts so far at this point? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's all kind of come together now. You couldn't quite tell what, who all the parties were. You know, there was an explosion. We saw uh, you know, some of us saw different things. You know, and none of, we didn't know what those different things meant. Um, and now it's kind of come together. You know, like for my, my character self, saw a metal figure in the explosion. 
Yeah, and you guys uh, ask questions like, why did the metal figure also go to the villa that Ertzel Floxen went to? They tried exactly, to destroy yeah. him. So this uh, Nimble Ray is a little off, which we learned uh, uh, Nim created him, right? And yep. uh, one of the reasons they restrict uh, sentient beings from creating other sentient beings is because of that. There's there's things that don't go in the right direction, as we're seeing with this Nimble Ray. So she says, look, I'm going to give you the same deal I gave them. Um, let's, uh, I'll split the, the treasure with you 50-50 because I can get the information. I, can, I know how to extract the information out of the Stone of Galore. That is the value that I bring to it. And I can tell you where the nimble right is or what direction he was going in. Uh, she doesn't tell you that because she wants to obviously hold her cards to see if you agree. Uh, eventually you agree. Do you think that was an easy decision for you guys to, to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, uh, yeah, I felt like we had, uh, we could have possibly tracked it down, tracked the nimble right down as we had the tracker, but it would have taken a while. And, uh, and then we didn't, we don't know much else about the stone of galore and how to do anything with it once we get it. So with those kind of things combined for me, it was a fairly, you know, Easy choice. Which I thought so as well. You could have gone the path of not using her, maybe finding another way to get the extract the information, but you guys decided to kind of uh, uh, go along with that. So as all this information is being dropped on you, she leaves. She says, look, we'll split it. You guys do a little negotiation, which you know I love. <laughs> uh, whenever you know you don't take it at face value you try to get you try to get 90 10 percent there and there was exactly. little, yeah that yep. was awesome and the horse and the horse and the horse <laughs> uh, um and so you get that information from her you uh you guys agree on a price of 60 40 split and then she leaves and she says okay what i bring to the table is i'm going to tell you what direction that the 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 nimble right headed in and she tells you the direction. It's headed towards uh, southwest, towards the dock ward, where uh, a comp Jax. to Jax Boehner, which uh, Jax was. She has some kind of history with Jax. She makes you promise not to tell her husband or repeat it. So uh, you know, I imply from that at this point that there's some romantic relationship there. And she sent it to him, and what she received back was information that uh, he didn't receive it. She doesn't know whether to trust him or not, whether he's lying or not. And so she tells you what direction, and she says, bring it to me. We'll get the extract the information and split the profits 60-40, which you guys agree. So she leaves. You guys sit down with Rainer, and you start to discuss um, the next steps. So what did you think at that point, after she left, that you guys were going to do? I right, go ahead to Jack's. So I thought our next move was, yeah. Yeah. So with the horse. With the horse. Were you, <laughs> were you gonna Were you gonna ride that horse down to Jackson? Hell yeah, I was gonna ride that. Horse. <laughs> um, what do you up until this point? I mean, what were were some of your thoughts about the adventure coming together a little bit more? Did it Did certain things mean more from the last eight sessions that we've had? when she spilled the beans, basically? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think uh, 
Well, speak one. I think part of the problem with uh, with us doing every two weeks is it's hard to keep the story fresh in your mind. Yeah. I mean, we do a good job recapping and all that, but it's still like, so if you think about it from the first time we played, it's been months now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the information is kind of old. Yeah, end of February. And so, yeah, and so it's tough, uh, you know, to, to keep it all together. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you have the highlights and you can't quite, even if you had spent time trying to figure out how it all went together, it'd be really tough. Um, yeah, so it was cool to see it all kind of like form a storyline. You know, now, yeah. now you're starting to get what, a little what bit more. has been going on. Yeah. So, so this was kind of my thing as the DM, you know, was it's all fresh in my mind. <laughs> I think right, yeah. pretty much like every day and providing these two hours of awesomeness and how to convey the story, which is a really good exercise in creativity and longevity. It's probably what like writers of TV shows go through, you know? Like, right. yeah, the show may be off the air for a year, and we may have forgotten, like Stranger Things, you know? Like, I gotta uh, rewatch that. Well, those writers have been in it for day in and day out for a year. So yeah, you're right, right. I kind of got that sensation about that, and I said, um, it was from... A couple of times in the previous sessions where I would mention an important piece of information and you guys would either gloss over it or you would be like, hey, remind me real quick. <laughs> right, right. So part of that was like, this is a good time to bring the whole story together. This is what's going on. It's been a chase. What you've seen on the outskirts has been a, a battle between two guilds regarding the Stone of Galore that nobody really knows if it's real. And you guys have one of the best assets, which is the, the son, who's always denied that it's not real. And so people have left him alone. Basically, up until this point where it's really escalating, he's all of a sudden kidnapped. Why? Because there's this escalating thing happening behind the scenes of uh, uh, where they feel that it's real and they think he, ha he has part to do with it. Um... And then you guys get up, about to go on your adventure, and he stops you. And he says, I think I know where the vault is. Something just came to mind. And you didn't get to hear the rest of that story because he began to tell you the story about that his father would share with him when he was much younger and a little boy about these dragons having a council and then things uh, went awry. And we roll for initiative. You get an email. Tell me about that reaction. <laughs> All right, so. Because <clears throat> you guys were talking about your level three characters. Yeah, <laughs> we'd all just leveled our characters up, stoked to try some of the new skills and powers. <laughs> uh, we're all ready to go. And then, lo and behold, we are not touching our characters. <laughs> <laughs> but the only way that that you could, uh, that, that you could, uh, be happy after that was when you're told that you get to play a dragon yeah that is exactly what happened so uh, you guys are four so, dragons in a cavern there yep. is a staff in the center that you guys are discussing um and it's at the tail end of the conversation and uh it's a staff that tell me about it so yeah there's a um a dragon royale was uh, was born. These uh, four dragons are in this cavern, and um, and the, the dragons, uh, whoever uses the staff, gets to say which dragons can stay and which ones uh, have to go um, of the group. And then uh, dragons of that kind can come in to the town 
only of that kind can come into the town uh, once once they have the staff. And uh, and yeah, so obviously no one could decide uh, there wasn't going to be any easy way out of this, you know. <laughs> I was gonna trust the other one, once, you know. So yeah, uh, Justin rolled first initiative, and he went right for it. Yeah, first, but he didn't go for it. He just flew up straight into the air. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're and right. And yeah. it was just and, the the same. and he goes and he just lunges for the staff straight up. Yeah. Uh, like one of the ballsiest moves I thought he ever did was just get the staff and all hell breaks loose on him. <laughs> Literally, everybody starts to, to, to mad dash for it. Um, Obviously, the setup was the camera, and I have this thing that I've been working on for a little bit. It is a, like, uh, uh, I guess, 16 by 16 grid, circular grid, on a Lazy Susan that I built um, that rotates, and I have four dragon miniatures. It was five, but we missed Smash. Um, uh, it, on this table and I'm able to rotate it in a way that it appears in the camera from first person perspective. Uh, so you can make different moves depending on your character. Um, I email you stats on your dragon, um, what he can do and what he can't. And, um, and you guys really had a couple minutes to kind of review the character. I gave you more time than I think I gave you the dwarves. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Was that very helpful to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, I think for uh, for those who played a little D anD D, it didn't take too much, too long to kind of, you know, pick up on what was going on with the characters. But yeah, it was good to have uh, a few extra minutes. Yeah, and so you guys, uh, Justin dashes for he picks it up, uh, and uh, he's stunned because he can't use it. <laughs> he thought he won. He thought the battle royale was over. <laughs> One. And then um, he later discovers, like your character did, that uh, you have to investigate the staff in order to kind of divine its secrets. And it's a three-line thing that you have to do in order to possess the power. And you have to roll in order to perceive it. So here's my thing. When you got the staff, and I'll talk to uh, I know Justin, what Justin did, he alternated between reading the staff and speeding away and fighting. And you did the same thing. Why didn't you go all in on trying to read the staff every single turn? Uh, I mean, so my character had a hundred. The dragon had one hundred twenty-seven hit points, and one hit, you know, from the dragon, <laughs> was like fifty something hit points. Yeah, I think that I had the uh, you know the hit points left to sit through, which I didn't because the first, the very first time I got hit after holding the staff, that killed me. So, um, so yeah, you really couldn't take the chance to sit. Once I realized that there were three lines to read, it was going to be pretty tough to take the chance. I did, I did question it though. I thought about just trying to sit there and read the staff and just uh, 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 do a little bit of Justin did play dead and read it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now and then, you know, I don't know. I think it was that um, was more fun to. Uh, to battle, man. You know, that yeah. was that. You, how often you need to play a dragon? You yeah. Know, for, um, no, like, let's, so let's, this, let's attack stuff. This ended up being so cool to see um, uh -huh. because I promised Justin, I said, I'm not killing anybody tonight. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I didn't say anything after that when we were talking before the session. And he's yeah. like, oh, you're definitely murdering somebody. I'm like, nope, but you are. <laughs> so it ended it up. Uh, it's yeah. almost like a game of uh, tag someone in the sense that there's somebody holding something and trying to get away and then somebody yeah. coming for him. There were so many there was there was a limited amount of strategies you could do um, in it uh, but it was good for the the space and, and um, it worked out perfectly. A lot of this was obviously I'm guessing how this is gonna work. I think this will be cool and it ended yeah. up being really awesome of like, Changing possessions, moving away. Yeah, uh, that became almost. Go ahead. It was almost uh, became like a, a a tactical fighter game. Like it was like kind of like uh, you know X wing or something. Yeah, for a yeah. It, it was. I, I started. You started thinking about like planning moves ahead and uh, you know how to position. And once you knew there was a flanking attack, you know. Um, yeah, I mean everything about that was awesome. It reminded me a lot of the monster battle we had at uh, Gen Con. Yes, like, that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, it was cool, and it's just like you know, it's like just fight whoever you know whoever's around. I think like the coolest to me, the coolest thing was Justin coming in and seeing all three of us in like one spot and just just nailing all three. Yeah, of us. he did it. I'm so proud of him because he tends to like be very strategic and cautious, but he went in and then he like scorched two of you guys. Yep, yep. Uh, that was and he just, had to make the move knowing that, yeah, he might lose, you know? Like, yeah, right. I love it. <sighs> Justin, uh, I love pushing your character. I love pushing your mentality with D&D. Uh, you overthink some things sometimes, but you freaking, sometimes you do it and it's just brilliant. It comes out awesome. It was so, awesome. Just yeah, it was really cool. Uh, there was a lot of really cool Funny. parts. Um, so, this is what I thought was going to win. The The interaction i thought that if it was me and i kind of got into it i would uh rotate around you guys as you guys are trying to take possession of the stone of the staff and then attack from flanking moves so damage damage move away damage and then come in for the kill hopefully at the very end and jared kind of did that by accident he got engaged with costa he got engaged with uh, you for a little bit, and then eventually it led him to be the sole standing person, and nobody attacked you for a while, so you were also standing there, like with the staff in your hand. Um, I think yeah. that if you had not grabbed the staff, when you grab the staff, it gravitates everybody towards you. Yep, yep, exactly. Right? So I thought Justin, I love the move where he played dead, but I thought he was gonna like toss it. Is, yeah, and then kind of flank everybody, pick it up, toss it, flank everybody. Uh, is is what I thought he was gonna do, but instead he does this awesome thing. He thinks outside the box and he plays dead, and uh, everybody believes it, so nobody touches him, and he gets some surprise moves on you guys. Um, just an awesome thing. Jared eventually ends up winning, um, and he becomes Aranax, the guardian of the staff now. And um, he's a gold dragon, if I didn't mention that before. And uh, at the very end of the session, after this massive battle, he uh, is approached by someone who saw this whole interaction called Lord Never Ember, uh, which, uh, as we know, is a big factor in our story and uh, Raynor's father. And this was a very long time ago that he even told Raynor the story. 
So yeah, yeah. we don't know how long ago this happened. And he makes a deal with Artanax to fill this cavern with gold, which is music to a dragon's ears, right? Um, yeah. Dude, I had so much fun just watching you guys wail on each other and kill each other. And um, um, it was just it was just an incredible time seeing that. Let's talk about favorite moment. Is there a favorite moment for you tonight? There's so many to choose from. Yeah, uh, you get to play a dragon. <laughs> straight up, dude. That's it was just it was just. Awesome. I didn't care about any. I didn't even care really about the staff. Like I just wanted to freaking fight stuff. I just wanted to like, use breath weapons yeah, and dude. claw and attacks. You guys like, were recharging like maniacs. You guys were maneuvering yep. around. I'm so glad because I think that uh, doing these kind of games, so I thought very hard, doing these kind of tactical games via Skype or, or as we're using yeah. Hangout is very difficult. So once I saw this guy create a similar turntable thing, I was like, oh, I'm stealing that idea. Dude, yeah. it, was, it was perfect. And like one point you turned me where I had backed myself up again right after I picked up the staff and, and the other three dragons were across – and you turned the camera around to pan. And I had that first person view of all three of the other dragons. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're all coming towards you. Yeah, yeah. That's when I knew death was coming. They, they completely forgot about, um, which was awesome because just they completely forgot about Justin. Justin's getting attacked like crazy. You know, how he survived so far, so long was really surprising to me because he did yeah. not want to let go of that thing. Okay, so just um, um, as we end the session, uh, this recap, Justin or Brian, you guys were the only ones to try to investigate the staff. If either one of you would have rolled the D20, you would have said the words. You would have won almost instantly the game. Damn. Okay. So, so uh, it was risk versus reward. If you guys got a 15 or above, you would get a line each. Um, after you get the third line... You and you came close. Was it you or Justin? I rolled no. a nineteen. You uh, did you get two lines or one line? You got one line. I got one line. Yeah. Justin rolled two lines, and then the third line he rolled a thirteen. Oh man! So he had to survive a little bit longer in order to roll again. I thought he was gonna win. I was like, Justin, you won! Like, holy crap! Yeah, you were yeah. able to say the whole thing. And it, it turned completely upside down, and it was uh, uh, Jared again using the strategy of perimeter, which ended up happening uh, to win. Uh, my favorite part was seeing you guys all kill each other. <laughs> you guys are so fearful that I'm going to come and kill each other, and you guys just were ruthless against each other. It was absolutely brilliant. I had so much fun. We're going to take a big break um, till our next session, almost a month, but this was the way to end it. Like, am I yeah. right or am I freaking right? This is the way to do it. Uh, in the in the next coming weeks, I'm going to do some recaps on um, uh, the story that Lady Grauhound told you. Um, I'm going to do something like that and maybe some other things. But, um, dude, I hope you're having fun, man. It's going to be a long time, but we'll keep talking via Slack, our favorite communication tool. They do not sponsor this podcast. I'm just saying it because it's awesome. I hope you had fun, man. I hope you're looking forward to it. Thanks for staying for the recap, brother. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. It was a blast. All right. Have a good night.